We're standing in the chapel of the Imperial Society of Knights Bachelor and the Society, in consultation with the Cathedral, has commissioned a new painting which will be dedicated in a few days' time. The painting is of St Martin, the patron of the Society, and also a saint very local to St Paul's in that our local church, St Martin's in Ludgate, also down the road we have St Martin in the field, so very much a local saint to the Cathedral. And I'm standing here with Huey O'Donoghue, who is the artist of this new commission. Very good to see you, Huey. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about the commission and uh, how it's been taking up your hours? Uh, certainly, yes. Well, uh, the commission, um, I was invited to, to make um, uh, a suggestion for the commission and it appealed to me um, because it's not unlike other things that I've done in my work. Um, which is to uh, make a painting that, in a sense, meditates or contemplates on events in the past. And St. Martin um, was a figure I actually didn't know very much about before engaging with the Commission, but he's a very interesting character. He's a young man, um, and uh, he has a moment of um, uh, transformation, really, when he encounters this uh, unfortunate destitute man and uh, he divides his cloak. So uh, what I wanted to do essentially was to try and bring that uh, subject into the present because I think essentially the essentials of the story, the essential ingredients of it are, are timeless. It's about charity and uh, imagination really, uh, being able to imagine and understand the plight of, uh, of another um, individual. It's about compassion um, and so what I what I tried to do in the painting was to make it believable mm. for the here and now, mm -hmm. so that it might be, might possibly be something you could you could see in the street outside. So that the painting was pared down to its essential components, which are the figure of Saint Martin and the beggar, and I used models of people who I know and I've known for many, many years in the, in the painting. And the other ingredients are the, the action, the dramatic um, severing of the garment, which provides the color and the drama in the painting. But, um, so I try to keep it as simple as possible. And what I had to remember is that this is a public work of art, yes. not a private work of art. When I make private paintings, I only have me to keep happy. Mm -hmm. um, on this occasion, there's more than that uh, involved. So there were different constituents in this. Mm -hmm. But what I felt was um, vital in the painting was that it was readable and understandable. Mm -hmm. So that even if a, a young child looked at it, they would actually understand mm -hmm. the message of the picture. So just to remind us of the facts, St. Martin, is a fourth century saint. Uh, we know a lot about him because his friend Sulpicius wrote a life of him not long after he died. What I find interesting is a lot of the depictions of Martin, say like Van Dyck's depiction, you get uh, the, the rather well-to-do soldier on his horse, yeah. Yeah. you know, throwing down half of his imperial cloak to this yeah. rather sad-looking man. Yeah. Actually, what Sulpicius tells us is that Martin, who was not yet baptized, he was training to be baptized. Mm. So he had Christian commitment, uh, but he was still under uh, formation. 
and uh, he was giving away all of his belongings and clothings right. every day. Right. And at the end of one day in winter, he finally came to this man. And the only thing he had left on him himself was his cloak. Mm -hmm. And it was then that he cut it in half right. and gave it to the man. Of yes. course, then they are, they are the same. Yes. And it was then that night that he has the famous dream right. where Christ says, actually, Martin, who is not yet baptized, clothed me. Right. And I think this is a, a even more subversive and radical story than, of yes. course, it's almost too uncomfortable yes. that we've had yes. to depict it in other ways. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I love St. Ambrose's comment that Martin raised the banners of pity in a harsh time. Yes. And that's yes. why I yes. think this is a very important painting for us at the moment, in, right. you know, where the right. times are quite harsh, I think, yes. for, for compassion. And yes. So, so yeah. could you just introduce us now to the work a little bit? Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, um, I've tried to keep it rich but simple so that you can actually see the painting from... This is St. Paul's, more than 100 yards away, I think you can see it. So um, that was the reason for the quite strong formal um, the bands of the picture that, that establish a kind of presence, but they also echo some of the stone that's here in the, in the cathedral. And I specifically had the, um, they were, it was meant to symbolize the, the gates of the city, really, or the bars of the city, mm. the, 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 the haves and the have-nots. Mm. Um, specifically, the, the greys that are used in it come from the Cathedral of Orvieto, which is a particular favourite of mine. Mm. Um, the external Cathedral of Orvieto has, has bands of, of warm grey stone around the side of it, so that was the inspiration for that. Um, the two figures in the painting um, are meant to be a young man and an old man, um, uh, again symbolizing haves and have-nots or um, a more, uh, um, the, the virility of youth and the, the, the difficulty of age, so, um, uh, of aging. And they're linked with this serpentine cloak that, that wraps around the two of them and forms this, this compositional device. And the cloak is the, is, is all, all the rich color goes into the cloak, which is made in um, Chinese vermilion and glazes of um, uh, alizarin crimson. So it's meant to be rich and opulent mm. and to contrast against the, uh, the figures. And so in the figure of the beggar, uh, where there's a lot of flesh exposed, it's, again, it's deliberately, again, put against this neutral ground to show the vulnerability of flesh. Um, and uh, again, this is something that um, is part of the subject. Um, the idea of, of uh, the destitute being vulnerable, particularly to extremes of temperature, to heat like we have at the moment, or to cold, as in the case of St. Martin. Mm -hmm. So all those things I tried, I, I've tried to put into an image that is essentially simple. And um, the, the sword which cuts through the, the uh, cloak is again, it's meant, to, it's not a particular sword, it's meant to just be a, evocative of a blade, but um, the face of St. Martin is reflected in it. And so it's, a, it's, a, it's essentially a, a simple image. 
I mean, the two things that strike me about, about the, the older man is, is he's looking at this cloth as if he's never seen anything like yes. it before in his life. Yes. Yes. That this is incredible. Yes. But also, yes. it's now going to become necessary to keep him alive. Yes. Yeah. Also, of course, we're in this city where blades are a problem. Yes. Yeah. They're killing people yeah. on our streets every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yet, here is a blade being used for exactly the opposite. Yes. This is a blade being used properly yes. to yes. half, to, to yes. distill somebody's yes. stuff yes. so exactly. that it can be shared yes. uh, equally. And I love that sort of reinterpretation of. of yes what blades might be for and what weapons. Absolutely. Well, St. Martin as well is making this transition from being an um, elite yeah. military cavalry officer to, um, I think he ultimately becomes a bishop, doesn't he? He, becomes a, he became a bishop, yeah. yes, and, and didn't want to be a bishop. Yes. They say that uh, they were so keen to have him as a bishop that they went right. looking for him yes. and he was hiding in a shed full of geese. Right. And when they, uh, when, when they got near, they heard the geese making a lot of noise and they found him. Right. And that's why often Martin has a goose in sometimes in the painting because right. a goose gave him away right. and eventually right. Right. he said, oh, okay, and they made him a bishop. Right. It, right. We do things a bit differently now in the Church <laughs> of England. But, uh, yes. uh, so finally, can you tell us a bit about the face of Martin, which is very strong and striking, I think. Um, well, as I said earlier, um, I, when I make my work, um, I tend to draw on stuff that is... Um, I have to feel something about the um, uh, about the the figures or the subject matter. I have to find some um, key to sort of open up the subject. And uh, the model for Saint Martin is my uh, is my son. So the the um, uh, I got him to pose at various times um, in this. He's actually a very good model, um, but. Essentially, I wanted to, to convey um, something that's almost uh, um, that there's a feeling that there's, there's something felt about these figures. Um, and so St. Martin is um, he's a young man. Um, he's got all the potential that young men have. But, it, but what I wanted the, the, the face to convey was a sense of compassion. That's what. Mm. It's as simple as that. So um, he's he looks. He's looking down. He's focusing on the act that he's doing on this severance of the of the um, cloak, but it's um, uh, and it's an act of concentration. So um, that that way the, the 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 figures interacted for a long time. I considered whether the whether the gaze of Saint Martin should be directed towards the, the beggar or not. Um, I decided not because I felt there was um, there was actually more drama uh, to be had from the, the engaging, concentrating on the actual act on the separate. So there's two mm. figures are concentrating on this act. So that was that was my thinking. But in any painting, ultimately, if it's if it's going to be successful, a certain amount of the subconscious takes over. Mm. So um, if I'm trying to sort of um, uh, manipulate the viewer too much, I feel that that's, that's, uh, that's not going to be successful. What I have to do when I'm painting is focus on, on the painting and concentrate on the painting and be as unselfconscious as I can in, in making the painting. But there is a kind of a, 
um, a kind of nimbus or a glow around St. Martin. So, mm. which is, uh, was something that, that came in quite late in the day, but it was about emphasizing the figure of St. Martin um, in the painting. And um, there's a kind of subliminal message with that, um, which, which, which tells you something, I think. I love the fact that the model's your son and we know that towards the end of his life, when people met Martin, mm. they all went away and they always called him our father Martin. Oh, right, right, Almost right. as if as right. if the whole cycle of life is, yes. is captured here a little bit. Yes. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a marvellous painting. I think it's going to be a real uh, valuable installation to the cathedral and it's going to be looked at by all our visitors, by our pilgrims, by people who want to come and be prayerful and reflective in this chapel. And I think the message is that it's resonating are so important in our present day and I, I want to thank you very much. Well thank you Canon Mark, appreciate that.